Healing doesn't mean that everything is bliss, but it means that we're moving the needle a little bit from wherever it is to create a little bit of a better of whatever state we're in that moment. So we need to want it so badly. We need to really, really, really want it. And you know, they say in life, you get what you really, really want. Hello, and thank you for joining our podcast, Hope to Recharge, a show that is designed to bring hope, inspiration, motivation, and some practical tips to those that are battling depression and anxiety, and to those that are supporting loved ones that are going through the journey in this difficult time of depression and anxiety. I'm here to tell you, you are not alone, and we will live beyond depression and anxiety. We will share our stories one story at a time in a world of mental health together is better. I'm your host Matana. Thank you for tuning in. Hello everybody and thank you for joining me here once again today. Today is a solo episode with me, myself and I. I'm going to be talking probably a lot. I have some housekeeping news that I want to share with you guys that's going to be happening in 2020 in this community. I want to start off with gratitude, an absolute gratitude to all of you, each and every one of you that helps me, us, this community, the world, the people that are struggling in mental health. You are helping share stories one story at a time. You're helping us break the stigma. You're helping us to bring more awareness. You're helping us by teaching me more about mental health. You're helping me understand my own journey that I went through and going through. You're helping me improve on my mental health because when I interview, I learn, I ask, I go deep, I understand. In my wildest dreams, I didn't think that I will be where I am today, only six months after I started podcasting. I thought that it would be like a small journey of just um, talking about my own journey and then interviewing others, but I it didn't dawn on me that it will be where it is today. And it's all thanks to each and every one of you. Thank you for all of you that took the time to leave a iTunes review, that took the time to rate us, to email me and say what you think and give us some of your advice. Your advice is so helpful. Ideas. So thank you again for everybody, for the staff that's helping me get to where I am. Heather, John, Greg, so much goes into this. My mother that blogs for me every single episode. My mother, I think, is my biggest fan. I hope she is. She listens to each and every episode more than one time. She gives me her thoughts She writes about it. We talk about it afterwards. Sometimes I give a little bit of an attitude, sometimes stronger attitude. She still accepts me as a daughter that is um, trying to break the stigma and really helps me. She really helps me get through this. And I want to thank my mother publicly for helping me put the words onto paper because she has such a good way of... My mother's a writer and she writes my blog, as I mentioned, and she just has a way of taking my scrambled egg words that I just blab away and she puts it into the most beautiful blog. So thank you. Thank you, Ima, for showing up for me, for really helping me and having so much patience to listen to so much of me (laughs) and for giving your time for this community that people can read when they can't listen. I know that a lot of people have told me that on the way that work, they 
they don't listen to the podcast, they read the blog or they read it in bed and it gives them an overview and it gives them a nice overview on the episode. So thank you, Ima. And thank you for my support team. You know who you are out there that supports me through my journey, my emotional journey, my mental hurt journey, my physical journey. I want to thank my children and Ari for supporting me through this and my friends and so many more. And if I forgot, I didn't forget. I didn't forget you. I might forget now because it's very late at night. I'm recording this, but I remember your kindness. So a few housekeeping things. We are going to start 2020. We're going to start a Patreon page. Finally, Um, a lot of people are asking me how they can help this show and how they can be a part of it. And we're going to put it on the Patreon page in the beginning of 2020. We might announce it like a week before or something like that, but I just keep an eye out. We're going to be launching a Patreon page that people can join the community and show gratitude through the Patreon page. We're going to also launch a once a month closed group of people that want to take their mental health to the next level and that they're committed to doing the hard work. Now, what I'm going to be talking about in this episode is part of the work that I've been doing all the years and I still do, but this key that I believe that helped me through my recovery and I want to share it with you. A lot of people have been asking for a while for me to share the next steps because I spoke about it in the beginning of the podcast, the the first two episodes or the first one episode. And then I spoke about it with my psychiatrist, with my practitioner healer. I spoke about it here and there, and I'm going to speak a little bit more deeply about things that I practiced and I had to do a shift in my day-to-day routine and my mind. What worked for me? What we're going to do is we're going to start this closed group of people that can set aside time to devote for their wellness, that they really want to make a shift. Making a shift in wellness takes a lot of time and effort and extremely hard work. So this is not for everybody. You have to be ready. I was not ready in the beginning. I was trying to scramble and try to survive without the work. It it has to be ready. I always say it's like an egg that needs to hatch. It hatches when it's ready. When we are committed to to do the work, that means we're ready because the work is really hard. Sometimes it's harder than the actual pain. I would say most of the time it's harder than the actual pain. So we need to be we need to make sure we have the time for it. We have to make sure that we have the Uh, peace of mind set aside that we can say, okay, this is my time that I'm devoting for it. And the readiness, we have to be ready. So in this group, it's going to be a once a month call in a closed group that people can join. And we're going to be talking about what's working and what's not working. We might have some guests, some months, professionals that will come share their outlook on mental health and tips and tricks and insights. I'm going to be speaking once a month in this closed group. We're going to be discussing different episodes of this podcast and going a little bit deeper on topics that I feel that are super important and topics that I see that are coming up a lot in questions from my audience. So we're going to announce the exact details. I just wanted to give you a just a heads up that you're going to be hearing about it soon and be ready and stay tuned for it. We would love to see people that are really ready with their workout clothes to come and join us in this 
this group. So it's going to be a paid group. It's going to be a closed group. And we're going to be meeting once a month on a live Zoom call. But in addition, we're going to have a closed Facebook group that we can interact and discuss during the month and get a little bit more support. It's not going to be a place that we're just going to be sharing our struggles, but we're going to be sharing something that we're going through in order to get insight and take action. I hope this is clear. If it's not clear, don't worry about it. We're going to make it very clear in the next few episodes. I'm going to have a video about it explaining. There's going to be a registration form if you want to join. So I'm just blabbing away now, just telling you what we're working on, that you should be aware that it's coming soon. We, we will tell you more about it in deep detail that you should know if and decide if this is a place for you and it's not for everyone and it's okay if you're not ready. It's really okay if you're not ready. We're going to continue with a podcast every week, like the normal podcast. Tuesdays will be a mental health. Thursday will be attitude of gratitude. So that is what's coming up. So Patreon page and this closed group. Now, what am I talking about today on my solo episode? So what I see that I decided that I'm going to break up these episodes and and I'm going to do three of them. They're not going to be back to back just because I have already a lot of recordings that I need to release, but I'm going to do it in three different episodes, maybe four. I'll see what comes up. But I divided it into three topics that I find that my wellness recovery came from three different areas. And I chose the first episode to be on something that I feel was fundamental in my recovery. And that is this. I believe that in order to gain complete wellness and to start the road to recovery, which each one, as we discussed, has a different road to recovery, we must work on our mindset we're going to discuss mindset. Another thing that you know that we do every Thursday is gratitude. That is one of the key components to healing is gratitude. And gratitude is a part of mindset and they're a little bit intertwined, but it's a different practice. Another thing that I want to discuss is how not to feel a victim to mental health challenges. A lot of people are like, why me? It's not fair. Poor me. I'm not saying not to have empathy and sympathy. I think it's super, super important. But there is a victim kind of mindset that some people have that I feel that with that attitude, I could say it's almost impossible to recover. So, so we're going to talk about the victim mindset and how to avoid that or how to switch that. And on the opposite side of the victim, the desire to heal, the desire to heal, to want it so badly, to really want it. I recorded an episode yesterday and we were discussing the, I think the question was, what made you you do all this work because I was discussing a, a lot of the work that I was doing through my recovery and courses that I took and audiobooks that I bought and online courses that I took and um, spiritual gurus that I went to and healers and programs and doctors and psychiatrists and therapists and every kind of therapy you can imagine. So the person asked me like, what, what was it that, what made you decide to do that? And, and, and how did you get that 
desire to heal. And I said I, that the bit, and I believe that one of the biggest parts of my recovery was my desire. I wanted it so badly. It was something that I would not take no for an answer. And I'm going to elaborate about it a little bit more. And positive affirmation to ourself for our mini achievements that we get to through the day or through the week. So positive affirmation to ourselves is being the kindest person that we need in our network. We need to be that person because sometimes we won't have that other person to show up and tell us what we need to hear. So we need to be our best friends and we need to learn how to love ourselves. We need to learn how to accept ourselves and we need to learn how to give us the positive affirmations and love and acceptance and to be okay where we are now and to accept it for now. That doesn't mean that we're accepting it forever, but we're accepting who we are for now. And with that acceptance, we're opening our hearts for healing. So now I'm going to deep dive on each and every one of these topics that I want to discuss in this episode. So I'm sorry if I'm talking a little bit slower today, but as I said, it's a little bit late at night processing this through. I'm kind of reliving it. So be patient with me, but I promise you that I think you're going to, I shouldn't promise. I My wish and desire, my prayer is that you leave motivated and excited to heal and to try a new path to healing if you didn't try this path. And if you did, you're going on the right direction and you're going to hopefully get there very soon. So the mindset, the positive mindset. I want to give you a little bit of a background, what I was like before I hit my depression and my anxiety. So on the outside, I was a very happy-go-lucky person. I was really like loving life, running around, doing, having tons of friends and always where to be, what to do, where to go. My mother knew that I would never be home for more than two seconds at a time. I was always out the door before I came in the door or came in with a bunch of people. And my mindset was of running, doing, being in a happy life. But my internal mindset was negative. And how was that? For example, if I would plan an event, I would say, what if no one shows up? If I was running to the airport, I would say, we're going to hit traffic. If I got to the airport, my mind would say, there'll probably be a very long line out the door and I'm going to miss my flight. Everything that can go wrong in my mind, I would sabotage and make sure in my mind that I'm ready for if something goes wrong, my mind will be ready versus saying, I'm going to hit the road. There won't be traffic. The line will be short. I'll get through security. I'll have time to sit before before we take off and we'll have a great flight and I'll sleep through the flight and I'll have a great flight and I won't be jet lag when I arrive. So my mindset was, my internal mindset was negative. And it's funny because as I'm talking, I'm thinking when I was dating my husband, when I was dating Ari, he used to say, Matana believes that having a good date is deciding on the date that it's not going to work out. That was a success because she knew on the date that she doesn't have to go on another date and she doesn't have to debate if it's good for her or not for, good for her to marry. And this way she won't get divorced. So if she doesn't get married, she doesn't find the right guy, she doesn't get divorced, everything was good. And it's funny because that was my mindset. My mindset was let's set ourselves up for not failing by not expecting much. So that is a very negative mindset. And my mindset was, I'm going to lose things. Like 
I'll, I'll put it down and someone's going to steal it. A very negative mindset. So on the outside, no one knew about it really, but on in the inside, I was on constant negativity. And I strongly believe that a mindset with negative self-talk or negative thoughts of outcome, of negative outcome is attracting negative energy. And that negative energy needs to go bye-bye. And we need to really switch the mindset to a positive mindset. And it took me a lot of work, a lot, a lot of work. The first book that I read about attracting positive thoughts was The Secret and The Power. And they basically taught me that our thoughts attract what what we what happens that basically our thoughts are energy and when i was so depressed so so depressed that book gave me hope and it said oh my gosh so i can change my mindset and if i change my mindset and say that i will get better and one day i'll be better and maybe today is hard but tomorrow will be better i have a chance to succeed. And it was, it was a lot of brain exercises of, of trying to work through this day after day after day. And I would do it with the smallest thing, the smallest thing, like boiling a pot of water for pasta. I would say, oh, this is going to boil fast and I'll have a delicious lunch. It would be literally implementing it where it was easy. I would go, let's say, wake up in the morning before I open my eyes. I would say, okay, today it will be a beautiful day outside, whether it was or wasn't, it doesn't matter. In my mindset, I started the mindset with something positive. So I started with small and I slowly increased it on bigger and better. And sometimes I had to fool myself. My mind would go to the old mindset of negative. I'm going to miss the flight. I'm not going to get better. I'm probably dying from a heart attack. What if, what if I have an aneurysm? All these thoughts were going through my mind. What if I'll be committed to, to a hospital for insanity? What if I can't control myself and I kill myself? All these thoughts. And I had to shift them out and make space for the positive thought. And I say, okay, Matana, stop. Stop right there. Replace it with a positive mindset. Let's go positive. This is something that I still work on till today. I must say I'm much better. People make fun of me a little bit that I'm a little bit too positive with my mindset. And I'm not sure yet if it's a 100% who I am now, but I try to, if it's not sincere, at least I'm a very good faker and I'm faking my mind, but I really try to see the positive mindset and implement it in the get-go of the day. And if I see that I'm shifting, I come back to center and I try to say, okay, it's time to change the mindset. Let's take a deep breath and change the mindset. There's a great book called Mindset. I highly recommend the book. It goes step by step to how to improve our mindset and how a a positive mindset just brings abundance and prosperity and joy and long health. So again, mindset, positive mindset, is super, super important. And I think it's the beginning, the first step that one should take, no matter if they're going to through medication, not medication, group therapy, separate therapy, whatever it is. The mindset is something that will take you through life, through life. It will take you to recovery, will bring you to incredible places and will open doors that you didn't even know exist of joy and happiness and and a more colorful way of looking of life. The secret, as I said, the secret, the law of attraction, all has to do with it. So that was 
the beginning of my journey to recovery. I knew that I needed the positive mindset. The second thing was the gratitude. When I was depleted and when I saw bleak and when I thought that I won't live another day because I can't take this pain and when I thought of the worst of the worst when I was so low, I I saw a video on uh, YouTube on the power of gratitude and that gave me hope. The, the video was about how to find the gratitude when you can't see the gratitude. I don't remember which video it was, I'm sorry, but you can Google any gratitude YouTube and they're basically all the same. And they all speak about how our mind, when we train it to see the good, it's going to attract the good. And we're going to physically create more positive, healthy cells in our brain that will heal whatever is not working properly. So when I was in the the depths of hell of depression, I would have my daily gratitude morning journal and I forced myself, forced myself to find three things that I was grateful for that morning. And sometimes it happened with tears and sometimes it happened with lots of work, like doing those push-ups when you can't move. That's how hard it was to write three things that I'm grateful for. And I started in the beginning with the smallest thing of like, I have eyeballs, I have a mind. I have a bed that I can just hide in when I'm in such pain. So those were my daily gratitudes. And then slowly, 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 and increased to a longer list, more vibrant list, a more exciting list, a more deep list of gratitude. I've started noticing more and more and more and more and more. And then it started to shift my energy. Then I found more moments out of my day were less dark. Maybe they were all gray, but but they were not deep darkness. And I started seeing a shift, a physical shift in my state of tiredness, my health, how my heart was beating, my sleep, everything started to shift. And at night before I went to sleep, I wrote what I was grateful for in that day and what I wished would be tomorrow. I always ended the day with what I wished was tomorrow. And that's like a little prayer and it's a little words have power. So I'm basically inviting that positive, whatever I'm wishing for, to come into my life. So that was my gratitude work. And it just grew and grew and grew and grew. Now I on I, I think I'm on five or six different gratitude groups besides my own positive gratitude group that I do with myself early in the morning. And before I go to sleep, before I go to sleep, I have a practice that I close my eyes after I say my prayer, my Shema prayer, and I thank God for what worked and what didn't work. In my gratitude nowadays, I can really feel my whatever I was disappointed about or ang- angry about or, or upset or hurt. I'm able to say thank you to that. I'm actually able now to say it. And I add a prayer at the end and please let me see the why behind it. That will be easy for me. So even though I don't know the why, I'm able to say thank you because in a way I'm grateful because I know that it something happens for a reason. So sometimes I don't feel the gratitude, but I say it because I, my, my mind knows that by saying it, I'm going to feel it and I'm going to invite the answer in the future to actually see why. And I can't tell you how many times it sometimes takes years, but I look back and I smile and I'm like, wow, 
Wow, that was phenomenal. The the what I thought was a a deep disappointment was the biggest gift for me. That was my gratitude inviting gratitude into your life, starting to notice, write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. If it's in a text, join a group, have a journal. There's different journals nowadays. Gratitude is so trendy now because everybody is seeing in the world how it's working and scientifically how it's improving people's life. So people are tapping into it because it's free. It's available. We could do it alone. We could do it with people. So find the way that works for you with gratitude and start implementing it. I'd like to take this opportunity to pause for a second and give a big thank you to our sponsor, betterhelp.com. Have you been thinking of getting therapy for a while, but you live in a place that doesn't have therapists that meets your need? Or are they too expensive for what you can afford and you really want to get help and therapy? Or do you travel a lot and you can't access the therapist when you travel? Or do you come home from work and you're too it's too late to go to an office for therapy? Well, betterhelp.com is an online platform for therapy. You can access thousands of therapists and choose from the therapist that meets your need. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash hope to recharge to receive your 10% off on your first month. Take charge of your wellness. Go try them out. They really try hard to match you up with the specific therapist that will meet your need. Don't wait to get help. Go now, betterhelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. You can access them from your phone, your tablet, your computer. You can be in your bed and you can receive your therapy you need. Don't wait longer. The next thing is I'm not a victim. We must, must, must let go of that victim mindset of this always happens to me. I'm I'm not going to succeed. I'm not going to get better. I'm in a terrible relationship. My kids are annoying. I don't like my job. It's a victim. These things always happen to me. We're allowed to feel sorry for ourselves and we're allowed, and not only we're allowed to, we have to feel compassion to ourselves and, and, and be kind to ourselves and accept the hard feeling. But there's a difference between feeling a victim and this always happens to me and poor me, wah, wah, versus, yeah, this is hard. This is really hard. I really hope this is going to change. How can I make this change? Because a person in a state of a victim is basically staying in that position and saying, I deserve to be in pain because I'm a victim and victims are in pain. So when we remove ourselves from the victim position, we're in the victim of a, of a soldier, position of a fighter, a position of I'm going to figure this out. Yes, it's hard. I'm at war with my emotions. I'm at war with my mind. I'm at war with my pain, but I'm going to figure it out. And it is really important to leave that state of a victim, even if horrible, horrible things happen to you in life. And trust me, some of you have the most heartbreaking stories that humans should not experience in life, really. And I'm not minimizing it. I am not, not minimizing the pain and the hurt and all the horrible things that people go through. But own your life, gain it back. Don't let emotions, people, hurt, take charge of you. Don't be the victim of all this stuff. Own your life 
and choose recovery. And that's going to lead me into the next topic, which is the desire to heal. The desire to heal. We When we remove ourselves from the victim position, we're basically saying, I don't own this. This is not my movie. I want a new movie and I want to be a star in the new movie. I'm choosing to leave this movie wherever I'm in a horrible place and I want to heal. I want a better movie. I want to, I want to smile in the morning. I want to be happy. I want to be a happy inside. I want a, a life that's better than what I am now. Now, again, I know that there are certain people that live with very, very hard realities hard realities and also hard mental illnesses that sometimes it's not their choice if they're not a medication or or they have their ups and downs. But we do have a choice sometimes. And most of the times we have a choice of how we deal with what we what we get. And the desire to heal doesn't mean that we'll be better forever and we'll never have depression, we'll never have a panic attack, we'll never have anxiety or we'll never uh, or somebody that's bipolar will suddenly heal and won't be bipolar. I don't know if you remember um, um, when I interviewed Zahava List, she said something so phenomenal about recovery and healing. She said, healing doesn't mean that I'm no longer going to be on medicine. And healing doesn't mean that I'm no longer going to be taken to the hospital, rushed rush to the hospital for a manic episode. Healing means that when I am in a good state, I'm choosing to be in the best part of that state. And I'm also choosing to take charge if I need medication or if I need a therapist or if I need a coaching or I need something, I need a group. I am choosing health and healing over the state of whatever we are going through. A manic episode, if someone's having a manic episode, don't stay in the house if you're hurting the people around you with whatever you're going through. Different manic episodes are different than others. But if there's a destruction going around, tell the one that loves you that when you see my manic episode coming along, take me to the hospital that I can get the right treatment that the manic episode will last less time and I'll be able to recover faster from the manic episode and get back to my usual self. Make sure I'm on the right med. So healing doesn't mean that everything is bliss, but it means that we're moving the needle a little bit from wherever it is to create a little bit of a better of whatever state we're in that moment. So we need to want it so badly. We need to really, really, really want it. And you know, they say in life, you get what you really, really want. So some believe people believe in it or not. I don't know. It's I, I'm not sure if I really believe in it, but I do believe that people that really want something, if there's a will, there's a way. And I actually know that if there's a will, there's a way. People it depends how strong your will is. How strong is your will to find a way? to figure things out, to find the right mentor, to find the right therapist, to find the right medication, to to be around the right people that will make you more positive, to be in the right working environment, to to eat healthier, to sleep more, to listen to more music, to run, to do exercise. How much do you want this help? How much do you want it? That's how much you're going to receive. So you have to fight for it. You need to want it so badly. And think of something in your life that you really, really, really wanted and you received that and you got like, you know, when kids cry for candy, I want, 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 I want. So 
sophisticated kids, if they really want it, they will manipulate their parents and think of every way possible until they can break that parent and give them what they want. And I remember before I wanted, when I was 18, I wanted to go to Hong Kong for the year. And I knew that this going against my mom to convince her to let me to go to Hong Kong would be like probably climbing two Himalayas would be easier than convincing my mother. But I wanted it so badly. And I was determined to get her to say, okay. And I tried every way possible and I was not taking no for an answer. And I was trying this and I was trying that. And I didn't want to just go without getting her blessings. And I wanted her to be happy for me. And I wanted her to, to understand that it's a good thing for me. And in the end, I found a way through a lot of, a lot of work to getting her to understand and to give me her blessings to go to Hong Kong because I really wanted to go. And I got to go. She gave me her blessings and it was one of the most wonderful years of my life. I don't think I would be where I am now in life if not for that year. So if there's a will, there's a way there's, I can't tell you enough. I have, I could write three books on if there's a will, there's a way with my stubbornness and um, being determined to get what I want. Sometimes I want it more than others. Like I'm dying to lose weight now. I really want to lose weight. I want to lose 30 pounds, but I don't want to, I don't want it enough for some reason. I don't know why I want it, but I don't want it enough. So I'm not showing up properly. I tell myself I'm going to do exercise and every day I give myself another reason why it's not the right time, why I don't have the energy, or I have to do something else. Every day I say, okay, today I'm going to eat healthier. And every day I find myself putting something that's not healthy into my mouth. I tell myself I'm going to drink more water and I don't because I don't want it enough. I don't want it enough. But when people want it enough, they, if I would want it enough, I would close my mouth when I see that cookie. I will make sure I'm doing exercise just like I do my mental exercise. I do not negotiate on my mental exercise. That is a no-no. I show up for my mental exercise because I know how important it is and I do not want to go back to where I was. So I keep on doing my mental exercise and it's non-negotiable. It's my lifeline. It's my oxygen because I want my mental health to be stable. Does it mean that I'll never have depression again? No, but it means that I, I'm not fearing it because I know how I will be able to, to deal. I know that there's, there's a process. There's a why. Do I hope and pray that I'll never get there again? Yes. But can I guarantee that I won't know? But I definitely work very hard, very hard on my mental state and on my exercise to make sure that as much as I can avoid it, I'm doing my work on staying away from another depression episode. And I'm trying my hardest and I'm doing everything possible with my exercise. So wanting it, wanting it, wanting it, wanting it. We need to want it and wanting it without excuses. So I speak to a lot of people, a lot of people that are suffering. And one of the common things that I see over and over and over is the excuses and the reasons that they tell me why it's not going to work, why the recovery won't work for them and why they will never be healthy again and why it cannot work and why they 
can't do whatever needs to be done. And the excuses is what's between them and recovery. And sometimes I say it straight up to them. I say, listen, I understand it's hard. I understand it's, a, it's, it's debilitating and I understand, but we, we need to take charge and you need to want it more than you want to give excuses. And I don't see, and I hope you don't think that I'm coming off like being like snobby here or something like that, but we really have to own up and we need to want it so bad that we are willing to try and try and try. You know, with mental health, I really believe that the saying, if at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again, because the road to recovery is so long and we don't have the GPS. We just don't have the GPS to tell us how to get to recovery. So we have to try this and we have to try that and we have to try climbing this wall. And then we realize we hit another roadblock and we have to try another another way and then another roadblock and another setback and un- and it's constant but we keep on trying we keep on trying we keep on trying until we be- make a little breakthrough and then we walk a little bit more forward and then we we try more and then we're going a little bit further but without that desire it will be impossible to keep on trying because you will feel very very depleted and weak and you'll give up so when you want something very badly let's say somebody promises you promises you that if you try to achieve like x y and z you will make 10 million dollars and they're telling you okay this is what you have to do a b c and that as long as you try you're going to go closer and closer and closer and each time you cross a road uh, like a certain level you get a part of that 10 million dollars you'll keep on trying you'll keep on going further and further and further well if you don't like money if you're not somebody that loves money maybe it should be something else that you love but anything that you love and if they're going to give you a tiny bit of the prize along the way you'll keep on trying because you're going to gain the prize along the way and then you're hoping for that big 10 million dollars at the end because you want it so badly maybe 10 million dollars is not such a good analogy but um, I wanted to give an analogy of something that you want very very badly and I think health is something that we really really want for example somebody that's struggling with any other physical health if they if somebody would tell them that there's a road to recovery and you have to keep on trying different diets or or different medicines or um, different exercises or meditations they'll try it because the the pain of physical illness is terrible so they keep on trying because they want to get better let's say an athlete um, an athlete that loves running a lot of the listeners here love running. You love running and something goes wrong with your foot and you really want your foot back. So you try all kinds of exercises, PT, um, resting, medicines. You're going to keep on trying. And even if it's not going to work, you're going to not give up on that running. You're going to want to run again. If you're an athlete, you're going to want to run again and you're not going to give up on that opportunity to run again. And you're going to keep on trying if it's acupuncture, resting, stretching, OT, PT. I don't know. I can't even think about different, the, the machines that pump your leg, the massages, stretching, staying off of it for a week. Then maybe after a week, you'll feel better. You'll try everything. Even if after a few tries, it's not going to work, you're going to try another thing. That's what it's like in recovery. But the only way you'll continue to try and try and try and try and try and try and try, even if you keep on failing, 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 not moving the needle is only if you want it so badly. So remember, you need to want it. You need to want it. And the last thing is being your best friend, the positive affirmations, being kind to yourself, be kind to yourself and positive affirmations to yourself and and, and be your cheerleader and look at yourself at the at the things that you did do that day 
and you did succeed. Sometimes we stay in bed. Sometimes we have a manic episode. Sometimes we disappoint the people around us that we love the most. Be kind to yourself and say, I tried my hardest. I will try better tomorrow. I will try to try better tomorrow. Make a list of the things that you did succeed in that day, because even if you had a very hard day, they will find stuff that you did succeed in. And you can make your list. And at the end of the day, end it with a positive affirmation, something that will give you a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of hope, because hope is everything. And these positive affirmations really go into our psyche and they're our fuel to continue the fight and to keep on trying. So we need to be our best friends. We need to be our cheerleaders and we need to be our own inspiration. We need to remember that. We need to be our own best friends. Recite these positive affirmations. And I think I'm going to add another thing. Celebrate the small wins. So if you got out of bed when it was really hard to get out of bed, say, I am so proud of myself that I got out of bed. If you took a shower, by the way, taking a shower during depression is one of the hardest things to do. Getting out of clothes, turning on that hot water. Jeez, it's hard. It's hard. So give yourself credit if you got out of bed and you turned on that shower. Give yourself credit if you sipped an extra sip of of something that you didn't want to eat, if you don't have the appetite to eat. So give yourself that credit for trying to swallow when you couldn't swallow. Give yourself credit that you're even listening to me. Give yourself credit that you're trying to heal by listening to the podcast, by joining groups, by joining communities that can be your support, by look, by reaching out, by living another day in pain. Give yourself those um, little bit of uh, pat on the shoulder and saying, wow, look at that. You did it. You did it. And celebrate those small wins as if they were a marathon. Celebrate them because when we celebrate them, well, we give us energy to do more and more and more and more and more. And we don't minimize it. We don't say, oh, I just did X, Y, and Z. No. Wow. Look, I did all of this today. Even if it, you in your mind, it's very little, but celebrate the small wins. That's a wrap. I think that was a lot of information for one episode, but that was a lot of the mindset, the stuff that goes on in the mind. In the next episode, I'm going to speak about medication, doctors, yoga, meditation, healers, spiritual stuff, things that don't really have to do with our mind because today was all about our mind and ourself, like stuff that we could do with ourselves. And next episode, we're going to say, we're going to take, um, we're going to deep dive into what I did with with people, my support that I got around myself and what I used for my healing journey. Thank you for listening. If there was something in this episode that didn't resonate with you, that's okay. That's okay. This is just what worked for me and I'm sharing what worked for me. And if it doesn't resonate, that's okay. Not every journey fits somebody else's journey. I hope I didn't upset anybody in this. I hope I didn't minimize what you're going through because that's the furthest thing that I want to do. What I want to do is to create hope and to give you some of the insights that really worked for me. And I hope I inspired you to to try some of these things out and maybe it won't work for you. Maybe it won't, but try maybe try one thing and see, and don't try it just for one day because one day doesn't really help a lot. 
You have to do, it has to be a pattern and it has to be constant. It has to be something that we are shifting into our day. So thank you again for being here. Thank you for listening. I would be so happy if I heard some feedback on this because I wonder if anybody that's listening is doing the same thing that can give the community some support and said, yeah, I do it too. And it really works. Like hearing a few people that do the same thing and hearing that it works, it could be such a positive reinforcement for others. So let's try to do this together. Again, I can't do this alone. So let's share our stories, what we're working on and how it's working or not working what made you frustrated and you tried something else that did work, share with us. Please, please, please share with us that other people can hear from you, from your experiences. (sighs) I'm going to take a deep breath. I want to um, end off by saying that I'm sorry that it took so long for me to do this solo episode. And I hope I'll be doing them um, more frequently now and um, try to give you some of my journey and my insights more often now. Bye till next time. Thank you for joining us and taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. Please hit the subscribe button so you can hear further episodes. If you are listening to us on iTunes, please leave feedback and ratings below. Let us know if there's any topic that you would like to hear from us in the future. Bye till next time.